Hello, my fellow minor league nerds, and welcome to the newest episode of the Minor League Baseball Franchise History Series. On this episode, I will talk about the history of the team that is currently known as the Lake Elsinore Storm. The franchise began in 1979, and its founding is closely tied to that of the team that is now known as the San Jose Giants. In 1977 and 1978, the city of San Jose had a AAA team in the Pacific Coast League called the San Jose Missions. That team was founded in 1909 as the Sacramento Sacks and moved around quite a bit playing as the first incarnation of the Hollywood Stars and the original San Diego Padres, among others. The Missions were sold in 1978 and relocated to Ogden, Utah, where they played as the Ogden A's for two seasons before relocating to Edmonton to become the Trappers. After another relocation, today they are the Round Rock Express. That missions team was operated through a lease agreement by Joe Gagliardi. With that team gone, he looked quickly to replace them by adding a new San Jose team in the California League, which he named the San Jose Missions, signing a player development agreement with the Seattle Mariners. This brought the league up to nine teams, which, as we all know, isn't really ideal for baseball. He turned to an acquaintance, cardiologist Dr. Thomas Leonard of Vallejo, California, to back another expansion club. From the onset, Leonard's team faced challenges. At the 1979 winter meetings, he was unable to secure a major league affiliation. This led to his team becoming a co-opt club which received players from the California Angels, the Milwaukee Brewers, the Oakland A's, the St. Louis Cardinals, Seattle Mariners, and the San Diego Padres. Open tryouts were held to fill out the rest of the roster. The Padres even lent their name as the team became known as the Santa Clara Padres, though the National League team's colors weren't used. Instead, the team's uniforms were bright red, green, and white. They were reportedly intended to represent Santa Clara's Italian, Mexican, and Portuguese communities. Mark Wolfmayer, who was once quoted as saying, The problem is, no one wants to be here. Everyone is a little bitter. The uniforms are ridiculous. It's like a circus. If you had a nightmare that your career was ending, this would be where you ended up. Unfortunately, I could not find any photos of the team's uniforms. Leonard originally looked to place the team in Vallejo or Santa Rosa, but was unable to secure a facility as the ballparks in both cities were in need of major upgrades. Eventually, he settled on Santa Clara, which coincidentally neighbors San Jose. Ultimately, the mission's front office staff assumed the Padres' day-to-day -day operations. As you would expect, the Padres were not very good. They lost their first game on April 12th, 5-3 to the Lodi Dodgers. They then went on to lose 20 of their next 21 games, leading them to being dubbed the Bad News Padres by Los Angeles Times columnist Scott Ostler. 
They finished with a record of 47-93, and the worst in the California League that season. They also had the worst attendance as only 19,952 fans showed up. Some games were played with less than 50 fans in the stands. And that was another issue for the team. Ancient Washington Park in Santa Clara, which had a capacity of just over 1,000, acted as their home stadium. But due to scheduling conflicts, they only played 20 games there all season, with no home dates in June or July. The rest of their home games were played at San Jose's Municipal Stadium. After the 1979 season, Leonard moved the club to Rohnert Park, California. Talking to Rich Malott of the Santa Rose Press Democrat on the eve of the move, Leonard struck a philosophical tone about his first summer in pro ball. I guess if you thought about owning a professional team would be somebody's boyhood dream. I have to say, it wasn't mine, but I'm the guy who got it. Two players from the team would make it to the majors. John Hobbs pitched four games for the 1981 Minnesota Twins as a September call-up. And catcher Ron Tingley would bounce around the majors and the minors until 1995. They were also the last team Joe Madden would play for before he hung it up and moved on to coaching and managing. In 1980, the small planned community of Ronit Park only had a population of 22,965. Thomas Leonard would sign a 10-year lease with city officials. That lease included an initials clause that required the team to use the initials R&P in its name for the term of the lease. That led to them becoming the Redwood Pioneers, a name which caused some confusion as even after four years of affiliation, the team's parent club, the California Angels, were still mailing packages to the team addressed to them in the city of Redwood City, California, some 80 miles south of Ronert Park. In their first season, they continued as a co-op team playing at Ronert Park's middle school baseball field. Just like in the previous season, they had the worst record in the league, finishing 55-85 and 85 in the now nine-team California League as the Bakersfield Outlaws folded following the 1979 season. Things started looking up for the Pioneers in 1981 as they moved out of the middle school field and into the newly opened Ronert Park Stadium. They also finally became an affiliated club, when they signed a Major League Player Development contract with the California Angels. Over the next five years, they would help develop a handful of future Angels who helped contribute to California's 1986 American League West Division Championship team. Some of those players included pitcher Ron Romanic, who played for the Pioneers in 1981, shortstop Dick Schofield, who played for them in 1982, pitcher and Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame member Kirk McCaskill in 1983, as well as Mark McLemore in 1984. He was also the last active member of the Redwood Pioneers, playing until 2004. The player who went on to have the greatest success played for them in 1984, and that was Devon White, who only played sparingly for the 1986 Angels as a rookie, 
but ended up winning three World Series titles and seven gold gloves in his 17-year career. Jack Howell also played for them in 1984, before starting his 15-year big league career in both MLB and in Japan. He would win the Central League's Most Valuable Player Award while playing for the Yakult Swallows in 1992. The team itself would be pretty mediocre in its six seasons as the Redwood Pioneers. Typically, they finished with an overall record of around or just under 500. Their best season came in 1983 when they won the second half North Division title and finished with an overall record of 73 and 65. They defeated the first half champions, the Stockton Ports, two games to one. They would then defeat the South Division champions, the Visalia Oaks, who won both halves and didn't have to play in a playoff series, three games to one to win the California League title. 1984 saw them finish with the best overall record going 94-48, and 48, again winning the second half North Division title. Unfortunately, though, they fell to the first half champion and eventual league champion, the Modesto A's, two games to one. The team's attendance during their six seasons in Ronard Park was all over the place, with their highest being in 1982, when 82,119 fans turned out. And their lowest was their last season in 1985, when only 25,836 came out. The team's ownership during their time as the Pioneers was unstable and struggled with the small market size and icy winds that often blew into the stadium. In November 1985, they were sold for the third time in less than three years to a group of 103 Los Angeles investors for $280,000. They moved the team south to Palm Springs. Ronard Park Stadium would host independent professional baseball from 1995 until 2002 when the Sonoma County Crushers of the Western League played there before folding along with the entire league following the 2002 season. The stadium was torn down in 2005. When the team was relocated to Palm Springs, they remained affiliated with the California Angels and adopted their parent club's name, becoming the Palm Springs Angels. They moved into Angels Stadium, which had served as the American League Angels spring training facility since they began in 1961. With the move to Palm Springs, their attendance improved in 1986 to 47,547, compared to just 25,836 in their last season in Rohnert Park but it still came in rather low, finishing ninth in the 10-team California League. That first season, they were managed by Tom Kochman and would finish the first half with a 48-23 and record, good enough to take the first-half division title, ending with an overall record of 87-55, and which was the best record in the league. In the postseason, though, they fell to the Visalia Oaks three games to one in the first round. Their attendance would climb every year over the next four seasons, reaching 76,462 in 1990. Unfortunately, though, fans in the desert resort city didn't typically have much to cheer for, as the team usually wasn't good, finishing with an overall sub-500 record 
every season. They did, though, win the first half South Division title in 1988, but were once again knocked out in the first round by the Riverside Red Wave in five after taking the first two games. In 1992, they had their best record since their first season in Palm Springs, finishing with an overall record of 72-65, and 65, winning the first half division title. But, just like the two previous postseasons, they fell in the first round once again to the Visalia Oaks in four. Their attendance that year, though, topped 100,000. 1993 saw them slip backwards when they went 61-75 and 75 overall. But their attendance did increase once again to 105,039. Their future in Palm Springs was not looking good, and it was nothing over which they had control. The California Angels moved their spring training facility to Tempe, Arizona, starting in 1993, sharing Tempe Diablo Stadium with the Seattle Mariners that season. The Palm Springs ownership had hoped a new stadium could be built for their team, but then-Mayor Sonny Bono wasn't interested in the city spending $15 million that would be needed in order to build the new stadium. Meanwhile, in Lake Elsinore, a brand new stadium was being built, and that would lure the team there, where they would become the Lake Elsinore Storm starting in 1994. Future major leaguers who played in Palm Springs include Dante Bichette and Brian Harvey in 1986, Roberto Hernandez in 1989, Tim Salmon in 1990, Jim Edmonds in 1990 and 1991, Garrett Anderson, Troy Percival, and Eduardo Perez all played there in 1992. Fernando Valenzuela made one start there in 1991 during a comeback attempt. Upon moving to Lake Elsinore, they would move into the newly built Lake Elsinore Diamond, which has also been referred to as Storm Stadium. They would stay affiliated with the California Angels through the 2000 season, teaming up with the San Diego Padres starting in 2001. The two teams are still connected today. They have been rather successful during their time in Lake Elsinore, winning California League titles in 1996, 2001, which they shared with the San Jose Giants, 2011, and 2022. They finished as runners-up, losing the championship series in 2002, 2005, 2007, and 2019. Three members of the 2002 World Series champion Anaheim Angels played for the Storm during their affiliation with the Angels. They are Darren Ersted in 1996, as well as John Lackey and Francisco Rodriguez, both in 2000. After affiliating with the San Diego Padres, the Storm ended up playing one game each season at their parent club's park. It was typically the second half of a doubleheader following a Padres Day game. Usually their opponent was the California League farm team of the Padres opponent that day. The Storm played a wild series against the Lancaster Jethawks 
at Clear Channel Stadium in Lancaster, California, from May 18th to the 20th in 2007. During the series, the teams combined for a total of 23 home runs, 95 hits, and 83 runs scored, of which 63 were scored by the Storm. Yordani Ramirez of the Storm hit for the cycle in the third game while driving in eight runs. He also had seven RBIs in the first game. Jethawks first baseman, Aaron Bates, set a league record with four home runs in the second game, going four for five with six RBIs. Kyle Blanks and Matt Antonelli of the Storm each had six hits in the first game, while Chad Huffman went five for five with two home runs. Blanks had 11 RBIs in the series, while Huffman had seven. The Storm won the first game 30 to nothing on 28 hits. Lancaster won the second game 14 to 12, and the Storm took the final game 21 to 6 with 22 hits. Other future major leaguers who played in Lake Elsinore, besides those already mentioned, include Rob Quinlan in 2000, Jake Peavy in 2001, Xavier Nady and Khalil Green in 2002, Oliver Perez in 2001 and 2002, Nick Hundley and Chase Headley in 2006, David Fries in 2007, Corey Kluber in 2008 and 2009, Jed Jerko in 2011, Austin Hedges in 2013, Hunter Renfro in 2014, Franchi Cordero and Franmil Reyes both played there in 2016. Well, my fellow minor league nerds, that's going to do it for this episode. I want to thank you all for your support. It is greatly appreciated. Be sure to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel or the preferred podcast platform of your choice to be notified whenever a new episode is released. And until next time, be sure to never stop supporting minor league baseball and never stop learning about minor league baseball history.